You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to another episode. We are back today with part two of our series interviewing past brides of Lindsay and I. Today, welcome to the show, Sully Liknowski, one of my past brides from 2021. I shot Sully's wedding in Houston, Texas back in March of 2021, and I cannot wait for you to hear from this incredible woman. Last week in part one, you heard from Rod one of Lindsay's bride. And so today we are continuing the fun and interviewing Sully on her experience of being a bride, working with me, things she would go back and change about her wedding, and so much more. Sully is such a perfect bride to interview because she is also a photographer. So she is in this industry as well. So she brings such a fun, like dual perspective, which brings another element to today's conversation. So Today, we asked Sully some hard-hitting questions about her experience working with me, things I did that blew her away or stood out, things that she would have done differently about her wedding. We asked her for all her top tips on choosing vendors for her wedding, going about planning a wedding in a short amount of time, and if she had to redo her wedding all over again, what would she change? This episode is going to be gold for anyone planning their wedding in the future or in the current moment, as well as any photographer or wedding vendor in the industry who wants to learn more from a bride's perspective. All right, enough chit chat. Let's dive on in with Sully. Where do you see yourself in five years? Did a little panic just set in? Like, have you ever been asked that dreaded question and thought, oh my gosh, I actually don't know? Us too. We've been in your shoes. When people ask those big questions, it's normal not to know how to answer them, right? But it's a vital question to actually ask yourself, especially as an entrepreneur. It can make or break your business and ensure that you're actually heading in the right direction in life and business. Which is why we've created a resource just for you. It is all about setting goals and how to actually reach them as an entrepreneur. If you want to discuss dreaming big, how to set goals, and then how to actually achieve them, this freebie is just what the doctor prescribed. To download, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash goals. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Sully, welcome to the show, friend. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. I am so excited. So, so excited to be on here with you guys. We are pumped. I'm so happy. (laughs) This is like the best day of my week. Oh, okay. Before we dive in to all of the nitty gritty questions, your experience through wedding planning, all the good stuff, do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about who you are and how you met your husband, Ben? Absolutely. I am a daughter. I'm a sister, a friend, a follower of Jesus, and I am a lover of love. I am a wedding and elopement photographer based in Texas. And so with that, that went into a lot of the wedding planning process. And then, of course, one of my biggest joys in life is being a wife to Ben. 
Um, Ben and I actually met when we were 11. We were both in a youth theater production of Music Man. Wait, that's so cute. that is where we became friends. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Wait, so how did, but how did you start dating though? Like, so you were friends before you started dating? We did not start dating until we were in our 20s. And so um, we... We were friends for years and years. I had a crush on him for years and years. And then our lives just kind of split paths for a little while. And then we started dating in 2020, actually. Um, and here we are. Oh, I oh love my gosh. It. I love it. Wait, when did you get married? We got married in 2021. So, um, you know, we have so much history just being friends. And so once we started dating, it was very quick. Uh, we dated for 10 months and then we were engaged for four. Love that. So we started dating in January of 2020 and then we were married in March of 21. I love it. Oh, that's so fun. I love a quick turnaround. That's not even like quick necessarily to like some stories, but it's probably quicker than like the average person. Well, it's also like you've literally known each other for... Like so long, yeah. fifteen absolutely, years or whatever. Absolutely, <laughs> it depends on who I'm talking to, and some people, like the people who know us growing up, and know the, you know they're the ones who are like, oh my gosh, yes, like that <laughs> is yes, it needs to be so fast. And then the people who necessar- didn't necessarily know us are the ones who are like, oh wow, <laughs> that was yeah. really quick. Right. <laughs> you're like eleven to uh, twenty three or four, yeah, whatever. Like, you're like, is this quick? <laughs> It's not like I met him the second we started dating. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited for this conversation. Let's just like dive on in into your wedding experience. Could you just talk about kind of like, uh, you said March of 2021 is when you got married. Uh, Where, what, like, just tell us all the things about your wedding. Like, what was the day like? What was your planning process like? Like, just all the experiences. Absolutely. So I loved wedding planning. It was so, so sweet. We got married locally uh, in Montgomery, Texas. We had to make the decision to go with like a church instead of a venue because we were still dealing with remnants of COVID regulations. Mm -hmm. And as a photographer, um, I actually dealt with a lot of brides whose venues canceled on them or the venues had to um, abide by local regulations or whatever. And I just didn't want to deal with that. And so we decided to go with a church instead. So we got married outside in a field of a church. They have this beautiful outside area. um, And that's where we set up our ceremony space. It was perfect. The outdoorsy feel. And then we bumped over to our church and that's where we had our reception. And so, yeah, that's what we did for the day of. Um, and then you said, talk about the, the well, wait, experience. I have a, a follow up question, but please do. Just because I, I know Evie was there, so she probably knows more, but I wasn't. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait. So wait, you ch- did you, you, the ceremony was at a church that was not like your own technically. Did you choose it because of the aesthetic field? I just I absolutely <laughs> chose it because of the aesthetic field. That's amazing. Like, it was beautiful. Have an aesthetic field. This and one. there was like a forest area and like it was perfect. a little like pine grove. Like it okay, was gorgeous. Like our first look photos are my favorite ever. Yes, ever ever. And that spot, you would never think. Oh, they must be at a church. Like you, you know, would but that's not so know. smart. That's so smart to avoid the regulations of a normal venue that would give you like, or or an elopement. Depending on you know, like that would give you a naturey feel. And you're like, I'm going to choose a church so I can get around that, but also 
so we can like the aesthetic church. Yes. I love it. So absolutely. Much. Absolutely. And it worked out perfectly. It worked yes. out so, so perfectly. Yeah. It was beautiful. And Sully's colors combined with like the surroundings and like the Let's trees and that. like Let's talk about okay, my go, colors go, because go, go. my colors were so good and I will brag about it until yes, the day I, I die. Yes. Because I okay, future brides. Bold colors, just there's something about them and I will sing their praises till the day I die too. Because I had so I did like gold, bold orange, very jewel tones, emerald green. And then in the bouquets is when I incorporated like a rich pink and a more yellow and whites and things like that. And it was, oh my gosh. And against the foresty background, it was just perfect because they really popped. Yeah. I love them. Love Love them, love them. (laughs) Oh, it was beautiful. It was literally like one of the most easy to photograph weddings of my career for so many reasons. Like you guys and your love for each other and like your passion for your family and your community, but also just the aesthetics, like were so easy, like just beautiful and just natural and there. And it was just like the most easy day to just tell the story of because it all just unfolded so naturally. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. What was the like planning experience? You said like you, you liked it. So was it stressful for you? Was it easy? Was it like kind of a mixture of both? What were your like kind of overall yeah, thoughts yeah. about that? So honestly, before wedding planning, I had kind of made a deal with myself that I will not be stressed. <laughs> like yeah. I had just kind of decided it because um, I know so many brides get so stressed during the planning process. Mm -hmm. And so I had just kind of decided before even starting planning, like I am going to choose to enjoy this. Like I'm going to choose joy and there will be moments when it's stressful and hard, but I have to choose to, um, roll with it, you know, and I'm going to choose to be joyful and I'm going to choose to, um, yeah, I don't know. Choose the positive side of things. Um, because I think obviously wedding planning is a lot. Like there are Mm -hmm. so many details. I mean, even as a wedding photographer, I don't think I realized all the little details that truly go into planning a wedding, um, until I did. (laughs) Yeah. And then I did. And you know, there's so many little things. There's so many things that you can easily get stressed over. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, you know, what do you do with, with that thing that that pops up, you know? And so all in all, I would say that's why I really enjoyed the wedding planning process is it was just a decision that I, that I made. Yeah. That's such a good perspective, I think, to have. I I have another follow-up question that's coming to mind. You said your engagement period was four months, correct? Yes. So that's, that's even maybe more of something that we could talk about a little bit for a minute. Like that's shorter, obviously, than most people are planning weddings. Did you come up against like some brick walls in the planning process of, of having such a fast turnaround. Like I'm thinking of like, for me, when I got married, we had, I think more like seven months of a gap between engagement and wedding. And I'm like, even, even just like finding a dress and then getting it altered was like the longest process. So I'm curious if you had any like struggles with doing a quick turnaround like that. Yes, we did. And where to start? Um, <laughs> so yes, four months is super quick. Um, dress I pretty much took care of right away. And, um, that was, 
that ended up working out because, you know, something I did not realize is that uh, depending on the dress place you go with, I called a lot of different places, depending on who you go with, they don't even guarantee anything until like four months or five months or six months. And I had no clue that that was a thing. I, you know, I'm thinking in my head, like I can just order my dress. It'll be here in two weeks. I'll go get it altered. Like no big deal. And then calling certain places, they're like, no, you for sure won't have anything until five months out. And I was like, what? (laughs) What Oh oh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, Oh, this is not going to work out. Um, but that ended up working out. And then uh, we ran into invitation problems, actually. The invites we initially ordered came in and they were completely wrong and looked horrible. And uh, But that's where God is so good because someone, an acquaintance who just saw Ben at church one day and comes up to him and was like, hey, man, like, how's it going? Do you guys, have y'all printed your invitations yet? And Ben was like, actually, here's the situation. Here's what just happened. And he was like, oh, well, I can take care of that. I own a printing company. I'll just reprint them for free. Oh, and we're like, what? Like, I was about to have to drop another, like, double my money on on that, right? Like, just all this money down the drain from the oh. initial invitations. And then that happened. And so... God was just really good and faithful throughout the process. We also ran into venue issues actually two months before, which is wild, right? Like all this stuff started happening um, like roughly two months before the invitations happened and then venue stuff happened. Um, We were initially going to have it outside at our church, but then we found out there was a miscommunication and we found out that they were going to be doing construction um, in the spot (laughs) that we were going to have our beautiful outdoor ceremony. Um, and so we had to switch churches and which also, I guess, ended up working out with the invitations. But anyways, yes, that was really, that was the stressful period was realizing like, holy cow, we already set a date. It's technically two months out and we're having to redo invites redo location. So there were definitely things and hiccups that we ran into. Um, that, but you know, we got to just roll with the punches. So it all ended up working out, but those are the things that come to mind with planning a wedding quickly. Um, that were like the biggest, the biggest factors. Mm. I just want to highlight what, what you just said, Sully, the two last like comments that you basically made in the last question where we were talking about like, how how was the whole process for you? And you were basically like, hey, I chose to not just wrap myself in stress through the whole process. Like I chose to wrap myself in peace and to embrace the joy of the experience and the joy of this time. And then you followed it with, all, oh, yeah. <laughs> all this, all this stuff went wrong. But I think that's such a beautiful testimony of like, Hey, I'm not saying mm. that every single thing fell into place and it was all easy and hunky dory and nothing mm. went wrong and nothing was, you know, out of place. And it was all flawless. Like, no stuff went wrong. Stuff was stressful. There were moments where, you know, <laughs> yes. I was in tears, like, and that's okay. But overall, like you stepped away from that experience and you're like, oh, that was so fun. Like I loved it. That was full of peace. That was, you know, such a fun experience. And I think that is such an encouragement and such a testimony to anyone going through any like planning or season that could be stressful that you can still like actively choose 
peace or or joy or pressing into the Lord for his peace and his joy. But I also think for brides, like, hey, a lot of people are going to tell you that wedding planning is so stressful, mm-hmm. that wedding planning sucks, that, you know, whatever. Like, you're going to hear a lot of negative things when you get into the engagement wedding planning season. Yeah. But like, it's possible to love that season and to not have it be very stressful no matter what goes wrong. Like, yeah. I think that is such a testimony. And I just wanted to like highlight that because that's truth. It is so true. It is so, so true. So many people and so many past brides that I've worked with, you know, talk about, oh, I just can't wait for it to be over. Yeah. And that always just was sad to me because I I wanted to have such an opposite experience. And so yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Like it is such a decision a lot of the times that we make and things will go wrong. That's pretty much a guarantee. I promise you <laughs> things will Amen. go wrong, but you know, how you, how you decide to handle it makes all the difference for sure. Amen. I, oh, I love that attitude and just that heart posture going into anything, but especially wedding planning. All right. Yes. Moving on. This is time. Okay. Let's, let's move <laughs> the hot seat to Miss Evelyn McLeod. Okay, so my my first question is, what made you choose Evie as your photographer? Yeah, so obviously being a photographer myself, that was like 75% of my budget. (laughs) Same, relatable. I was like, I do not care what anything else, like nothing else matters. (laughs) This matters. Um, Because I knew that if I had a good photographer and just beautiful colors, everything would be beautiful. You know, (laughs) like that is all I cared about. Um, And so choosing Evie was the easiest decision ever. I actually reached out to no other photographers. (laughs) (laughs) I only reached out to Evie. I was like, hey, just by the way, like done. I'm booking you if you're available kind of thing, you know, because I wanted someone reliable. I wanted someone personable who I knew would show up and I would just feel like one of my best friends from high school is showing up. Like I wanted it to feel like not just a vendor showing up. And honestly, that's one of the biggest things I value as a photographer myself is like, I want to show up to a wedding day and I want the bride to just feel comfort when, when I arrive. And it's the very same thing. Like that was priority for me because obviously the photos matter. Like, I think that's step one. Like, do I like their images? Yes. Okay. Check. Do I like them as a person? Like that needs to be the next biggest thing. And so obviously I love Evie as a person. (laughs) And so I was like, absolutely. I would love Evie to shoot my wedding. So that was like one of the most easy decisions ever, ever, ever. And I also know that she would capture my wedding in a way that is full of the emotion that's occurring. I knew that they wouldn't just be flat images, um, that she would capture who Ben and I are as a couple. Um, we're goofy, we're fun. We are like let loose, um, and embarrass ourselves kind of people. And so I wanted that to be captured. And I feel like, again, the first look photos are my absolute favorite. And I just feel like it captured us. Um, and that is something I will forever, forever treasure. Oh, I'm oh my crying. Gosh. I'm not okay. <laughs> okay, wait. While Evie, while Evie sits there in her emotions, I want to <laughs> highlight something that you mentioned. You were like, 
I wanted someone who would show up as a friend and Evie was that. But I almost want to dig into that for any business owner and especially any photographer listening. Like the reason we like kind of going back to marketing and branding and like my education brain, the reason we harp so hard on not just being a corporate bot, like bot that, that, that shows up and shares your work or shares, you know, your service and is very corporate and that side, like the reason we stress so much, like on Instagram, on your blog, on TikTok, like anywhere to show up and show your personality is literally exactly what Sully just said. Like, and especially I feel like in the wedding industry, when the people that you're hiring are serving you on one of the most sacred days of your life, I mean, that's just the truth in the wedding industry is like people like brides like Sully are literally looking for people to make them comfortable on the day of. And they don't know that if you are hiding behind just uh, like your photos, if you're never showing up on camera, if you're never speaking to the camera, they don't have that opportunity to connect with you, with your voice, with your personality. And obviously like me and Evie have done that from the past, but like, I I just love Sully that you, you said that because I, I think that just like proves from even like a bride perspective to like, why we go back and like harp so hard. I mean, and you know, this all is obviously too from the photographer side, but like why we, we stress so wholeheartedly to share your personality. And it's not like you just have to share like every random personal aspect of your life, like your dog, like, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just like sharing your heart and your personality and who you are and incorporating that into your business is so vital for literally everything that you just said. I totally agree. Yes. To everything as a bride, <laughs> as a photographer. Listen to what Lindsay just said. Like, it's (laughs) it's true. It's so, so huge. I love it. Well, I think there's something to be said too for, you know, putting in the work once a client does book you to have those check-in calls to, like, I remember Sully, I don't remember if it was via email or if we talked about it on one of our calls, because I know we did both throughout the process. But I remember the season where you were like, hey, (laughs) our whole ceremony location is changing. And like, just the the invites came in and they were printed wrong and the wrong info, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember, you know, talking through all of that with you throughout the process. Yeah. And those are the touch-ins. Those are the, like, you don't just book with a client and then show up on their wedding day. And you're like, well, I hope we have this great connection. Like you have to nurture From that. All previous marketing that I've done. Like <laughs> be yeah. like, they now connect with me and I know everything about them. Let me show up and we'll be best friends. Like you have to put in the work from the booking all the way to getting to the wedding day. And for Sully and I, we really only had, what was it? Four months? Oh gosh. It, yeah. I mean, it was four months Which total. We, I think I reached out to you like right away, probably. I love uh, it. Probably probably my so. next question. Like when, like, was it got engaged one night, like next night, email everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh, probably. You know, same night. <laughs> well, to be fair also, Sully and I knew each other from before because Sully had booked me yes. for a mentor session. So we did okay, have, okay. we did have that advantage that makes of, like so having I a had, personal relationship yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the other thing. Like I had already been around Evie and so um, that even more so played into the decision because I, again, I wanted someone who was personable and our, having a mentor session with Evie, you know, we had so much fun. We had so, so much fun. Best. We got ice cream afterwards, had the <laughs> best chats, all the things. Um, and so, you know, having that on a wedding day, that same feel of, yeah, I could just grab ice cream with this person yeah. is so invaluable. Oh, it was the best. I literally, to this day, your wedding is like 
one of my top favorites in my whole career. Like so I sweet. loved it. Landon, did I, I think I told you this land cause Landon's second shot with me. Landon and I walked away from that wedding and Landon like got in the car and he was like, that was probably one of the most beautiful joy filled weddings I have ever been to. And I was like, I know. Like, oh, so sweet. It was amazing. Anyways, I want you to imagine this for a second. Working with your team on a project and you're just trying to do everything over email. Things seem to work well enough at the beginning, but once you start adding more than a couple of people or sharing more than a couple of files, the entire project becomes absolute chaos. Legit. Managing projects is honestly tough enough, but it's a struggle to juggle people, work, and expectations under pressure. But the problem is like many project management platforms make it even harder by overcomplicating things, leading teams to abandon tools when the promise fades and frustration sets in. That's when teams turn to Basecamp. Okay, famously straightforward and effective, teams stick with it and projects thrive on it. Basecamp makes it possible to collaborate on projects without having to waste time. Teams that use Basecamp send less emails and have fewer meetings. If you are struggling with projects and team communication, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all of their features in a single plan. No upsells and no upgrades. Go to basecamp.com forward slash heart and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel any time. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying. (laughs) Clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service, clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute. The list goes on. Business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though. And yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business. We're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client. Okay. But here's the truth. One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also, hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection. Yes. So we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige, from the legal page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack her contracts in her shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly, so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. The next one, I'm not going to ask this question. This feels self-centered. Lindsay, you asked I will. I will ask it for you. Okay. Let me put on my interview hat. Okay. This is just, we're, we're going to pretend that Evie's not listening right now because we're just like, you know, we're just chatting with you. We're just like Lindsay and Sully right now. It's just Evie just, you know, hand to the side. No. Okay. My question is, are there any things, so, so from the moment that you booked Evie, in the entire like client experience process of working with her, was there anything that she did that 
blew you away or that impressed you or that made you feel loved or taken care of as a bride. And I'm asking that from the perspective of like, it, for other photographers or, or wedding industry vendors listening, like, is there anything that they could add to their client experience? Kind of learning from Evie with your experience. Yeah, absolutely. So two th- things come to mind, like separately, one is more Evie's character. And then the other is like tangible things that she did. But as far as like Evie's character goes, first of all, just having the personality and um, which anyone can do this depending like it doesn't, it's not based on your personality, but um, she incorporates a very personable, um, approachable, she's very personable and approachable yeah. um, in her communication with her clients. That is huge because I felt like I could let her know, hey, these are the things that are going wrong. And <laughs> also the date might change totally because of all these things, right? Like yeah. I felt like I could approach her um, with whatever was going on, ask her questions, things like that, um, which goes along with the taking off the corporate hat of um, just being human yeah. to fellow humans, you know, yeah. and realizing your brides are dealing with so many things and yes, be professional, but also be human. Mm-hmm. And Evie does that so, so well. And then as far as the tangible things go, oh my goodness, yes. So the day of, we, I was talking to Ben about this last night. I was like, hey, can you think of anything? Because I have, like, I have the things I'm thinking of, but what about you? Like, and he, he reminded me that on the wedding day, something happened. I don't know what it was, but someone's dress or a suit, something happened. And we're like, oh no, we need a safety pin or it was something really small. I mean, I don't know if you remember what this was. I don't. <laughs> but Ben remembers. He's like, it was amazing. She ran or I think you said Landon. Landon ran to the car and went to their little emergency kit <laughs> and got out. I don't know if it was a Band-Aid or a piece of tape or a safety pin. It was something. Wait, but was it one of your bridesmaids had a blister on her shoe? Yes. Shoe yes. Feet? That's what yes. it was. And, and we got so her band-aid. It was a band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just one of those small things that completely up levels the experience, right? Yeah. It's like what you just had a box of band-aids. Like that sounds like <laughs> the most simple, smallest little thing. But Ben is like, I was amazed. Oh, <laughs> it's like very, very godmother. It's like you literally, come, literally. Which, like, Anybody listening, like, that's not a hard thing to add no. to your experience. Just, like, bring Wait. an emergency kit. Yeah. yeah. Let me, like, I want to touch on that really quick. I literally, I have a, a bri- what I call the bridal emergency kit. It is just a tiny little, like, I don't even know, f- five by three, like, toiletry bag. And I have, like, men's deodorant, women's deodorant, mouthwash, toothbrush, like, bobby pins, safety pins, like thread and needle, um, band-aids, like perfume. Like I have just anything, hairspray, like anything that a bride, bridal party, family, like anyone might need that can pop up on a wedding day that I, it's like a stressful piece. Like your bridesmaid is walking around with a blister on her foot. Like, and I can eliminate that stress from everyone with simply pulling out a bandaid. Like it's, I'm thinking through how can I eliminate stress and make the day as seamless, easy, joyful, and stress-free as possible for my brides. And it like putting together that kit cost me like 25 bucks maybe. And it's 
goes with me to like every wedding. So something as simple as that, I love that. I didn't even remember that that occurred. <laughs> so I love that that like stood out. Know, that makes me so happy. So that is definitely one of the things. Um, the way that the second Evian Landon, I got ready at my parents' house, uh, me and my bridesmaids. And the second they got there, it just felt like, you know, they felt like family. The second they got there, just um, the way they interacted with my family and my bridesmaids, I think that's, I think that says a lot um, for someone to be able to just jump in and be personable with the people who surround the bride. That's huge, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, communication was obviously amazing. Um, we talked about that and that was just so good. Um, Evie sent champagne. She sent us a bottle of (laughs) champagne the day that she delivered the gallery, which I think is so cool. Timing that so perfectly. It's tricky, but it's fun. (laughs) And you've got to track the shipping. (laughs) And then then go to your email and hit send. Yes, literally. (laughs) Amazing. Well, that obviously is just such a fun little treat. And so I remember us like snuggling up on the couch with our little champagne glasses and going through our wedding gallery and shedding so many tears and just being able to relive everything. And that's just so sweet when you know that um, your photographer went the extra mile just to do something extra to make you feel um, loved and seen and special. I think that's just, that's just huge. Um, I love that. Yeah. That was incredible. That was, I feel like there were so many takeaways in that, like just for anybody listening, whether it's like even brides or brides to be or couples to be that are listening, that are planning their wedding in the future. I think that's so helpful solely of what you just shared, not even just for like wedding vendors and business owners, but also for people that are looking to get married that now they can kind of almost like have the bar raised as far as like, Oh, I want somebody like that to serve me on my wedding day. I think that's just so, you just gave so much goodness. Well, Evie did, and then you just shared it. But yeah. <laughs> but as a photographer, don't you just like show up and click a button? Yes, <laughs> that's, that's our whole job. That's all we do. Like, uh, yes, to future brides, like there are photographers out there who will care for you so yes. much more than just being a vendor to show up on your wedding day. Like you can have just such a good experience and amazing pictures and choosing a photographer who makes you feel comfortable during the day is huge because then you're going to get photos that feel like you and that is just worth its weight in gold. I have a question for kind of like solely the photographer also. Um, Sure. Having gone through a wedding and and gone through the planning experience just as a bride, because like you said kind of earlier of like, there's so many details that you even as a photographer didn't realize until you were actually getting married is there anything that you then went from your experience after you got married to be like, oh, I'm going to do this for brides moving forward or just couples in general moving forward? Like, did, was there anything that you learned as a bride that benefited you as a photographer? That is a really good question. I think I think there are. And I th- unfortunately, I think some of them are subconscious. Like, I don't yeah. know that um, there are many things that stand out uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that stand out uh, with Evie's experience to say like, you know, here's what to look for in a photographer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think wedding days are all just so unique and different. And it depends on what that bride is um, booking. 
like Mm -hmm. what type of day and what kind of feel they are looking to have. I guess some general advice would just be to ask questions and make phone calls um, Mm -hmm. to figure out because everyone's engagement period is different. So I guess I'm really thankful I called around to bridal places and got to figure out um, timeline on their dresses because it narrowed down what bridal store I'm going to go to to find my dress. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I called different um, chair rental places for the ceremony because, and I asked a lot of questions. And so I found out that some chair rental places they aren't only charging per chair. They're also going to charge a delivery fee and a setup fee and this fee and that fee. Um, and so finding a chair rental place that, and asking the question of, do you have any additional fees? Um, little, little things like that, um, (laughs) are things that, uh, I guess I would say to, to other brides is ask questions and make phone calls. Mm -hmm. Um, but I hope that makes sense. Like, I just, I think it's hard to give super specific advice just because, again, everyone's wedding is so different and based on where you're getting married, when you're getting married, how long your engagement period is. Um, so. I love that. Well, I guess like a, a flip side or like a different aspect of that question is, did you learn any big lessons from hiring your wedding vendors that, you would kind of say to another bride, like, I guess we might've already covered this, but like, what would you say to a bride who's listening to this right now, who is beginning to look for wedding vendors that you're like, this like can make it so much easier. These are the vendors I would prioritize. Here's why, like any kind of thoughts on just like vendor team for any brides listening into this? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I would probably start with, do you, do you, prioritize photo or video because I know depending on the person um it might be different and then start there personally that's also my photographer (laughs) self-speaking um but I think um well actually let's back up a little bit I guess venue would be the place to start because venues um the dates are a little more um set, Mm -hmm. I guess, on Mm -hmm. what you can pick, especially if you have a certain venue you really, really want, I would start there. And then I would reach out to your photographer, videographer, and based on what you prioritize. So if you prioritize photography, reach out to your photographer and maybe even see if they have any uh, videographers that they recommend who Mm -hmm. they really love working with. A lot of photographers have a vendor list that they can send you of vendors that they have worked with in the past who they really love. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really huge because then, you know, um, based on what you know about that photographer, you can say, okay, if they trust this vendor, then I know I will trust this vendor. And so it's almost like a curated, it it is a curated vendor list with vendors that you likely will love, which I think is really awesome. That's awesome. Okay. If you, this is kind of like slowly wrapping up. If you could go back and redo your entire wedding over again, is there anything that you would change or would you do like literally every single thing the exact same? The only thing I would change and this little asterisk, this has to do with um, the, the circumstances that we were given at the time that we planned our wedding, just 
we didn't have a lot of options. Um, a lot of places were still saying uh, we couldn't do certain things because of COVID, like they wouldn't let us use their building or what, whatever. Okay, so let that be a little asterisk there. <laughs> but the only thing I would change would be the reception space. It was definitely too small um, because we had our we had our priority list from the second we started wedding planning, and our priorities were. Um, people, photography, and um, flowers, I guess. And so, because again, <laughs> I knew if my colors were beautiful and I had my photographer, everything would be beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. it so, was. People. People was a huge priority for us. We both come from big families. We have a really, really big community of people who really love us, which I think is so sweet. But we we really value that as a couple. And so we wanted pretty much everyone to be there. Like we had 300 guests at our wedding. Um, and it was the most fun, chaotic group ever. It was a and party. Love that. It was such a party. And <laughs> I would not I would not change the people we invited, the amount of people, like nothing. But if I could change the venue size, I would, because the venue size did affect um the reception venue affected um who stayed. And there are mm. people who attended our wedding who we didn't actually like get to see. Mm. Um just based on the venue situation. And so if you can, I would recommend not like switching locations after the ceremony, which again, this was circumstantial, but um, if you can have everything at one location, ceremony and reception, and then make sure there's enough space for everyone. And if you're really wanting to um, touch base with your guests and say hello to everybody, then have that space to to do so. Um, yeah, we loved our wedding. We loved, loved our reception, but that is definitely one thing that I look back on. I'm like, that's kind of a bummer. Um, but again, circumstances. Totally. Do you mean that because you switched locations that there were people that went to the ceremony that just didn't come to the reception? Yes. Yes. So there were some who fell off after the ceremony and didn't attend both. And then there were some people who showed up to the reception, but then left after just a little while because, um, it was pretty crowded. Okay. Was it like they, do you think the people that didn't show up to the reception knew that or they just weren't going to anyway. I don't like that think that they knew choice. that it would be crowded or anything like that. I think it was. I think it was people with either like young kids, um, right. who were like, "Ah, we'll just get home." I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense because there is like more friction, obviously, when you change locations. Which like some some totally. people don't have that. Like that just has very similar to you. Like that has has to be how it is. Um, my question is. Like if you could go back to like, like solely planning the wedding, would there have been any way to know that there wasn't space or or could you have looked at like the size of the reception and been like, well, 300 people fit in here. Or like, I don't know, was the, did the vendor of the reception place not tell you like the size? Does that make sense? So we, we were fully aware of the size, but honestly we were like, ah, it'll be fine. Like (laughs) the people who want to stay will stay and that'll be fine. But I don't think I realized how it would affect us being able to like make our rounds um, with the guests. Uh, We weren't super nervous about the space situation, but 
looking back, that probably would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was at your church, right? It was. In it was the at our church. Lobby. It was in the lobby. Yeah. And so, which yeah. Which was beautiful. Which, during the planning process, we reached out to a lot of churches um, and a lot of them just said like, no, we won't let you meet here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, especially, you're like, you're, all right. I think you're also going on an uphill battle a little bit with just because of it, it was 2021 early-ish. So totally. you still have some leftover COVID stuff. Oh, and, then, and then you're like, let's put a 300 person wedding. And like everyone, <laughs> everyone that you're probably reaching out to is like, mm-hmm, no. <laughs> exactly. Well, which again goes back to our priorities, right? And so making that priority list at the beginning of planning was was huge because we knew like if we go with a venue, we won't be able to prioritize people, which is yeah. was really big for us, which is why we did the church situation totally. that we did to prioritize people, right? Yeah. But then in doing that, it also we weren't able to, you know, like I said, make our rounds and things like that. I don't yeah, I don't know. It's such a it was such a weird dance we were doing, right? With like, okay, we want to prioritize people, but also like we aren't able to find a location that genuinely has like the best amount of space. Yeah. And so we just kind of had to compromise with space in order to um have there who we wanted to have there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love it. I think that is so key to just recognize like, hey, make a priority list and then recognize that like not everything is going to fit in depending on your budget, yeah. depending on, you know, even your circumstances, like you were up against the COVID beast. And like, you know, I'm thinking back to my wedding and I'm like, hey, I could have done a lot more decor, a lot more florals, but I spent 85 to 90% of my budget on my photo and video team. And yep. I was like, well, <laughs> that is what it is. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. That was my priority. So I think that's so important, like having that priority list and recognizing, hey, These are my top three, my top three things that I am spending money on that I am prioritizing. And then everything else is just extra. And if it fits and works, it does. And if not, it's okay. Like, yes, yeah, absolutely. And I think along with that, like, we knew that the people who wanted to stay would stay and that we were making the decision that we wanted to make, but not compromising for, oh, well, people might be uncomfortable. Oh, well, you know, it might not be enough space for everyone. There might not be a place to sit for everyone. We had to just kind of give up what people might think and just do what we knew would be best for what our priorities were, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for just sharing your experience. Uh, Just honestly, even like from a photographer's perspective, but also especially from a bride's perspective, I think do you, you've just given people that are listening to this photographers and like potential future, you know, brides and grooms and couples that are getting married so much to to think about. And also so much just goodness to do, whether it's, you know, a bride planning her wedding and thinking about, Oh, if I'm have a short timeline, I should, you know, secure that dress and, and make sure I have enough time, you know, to, to rush things if they need to be rushed. But also then also from the photographer or the, you know, the vendor's perspective of things that they can do to, just up-level the experience and really truly like spoil their couple and make the experience more than worth it for them. So thank you solely for just breaking all of that down and being just vulnerable and open and honest about your experience. Yeah, of course. I, I love talking about it.
Yes. Holly, you're one of my favorites in the world, just human beings. So thank you for being here. Thanks for choosing me to be your wedding photographer. I'll never get over that. I'll never get over (laughs) your wedding ever in a million years. And I'll probably listen back to your kind words on this podcast and cry again. So (laughs) I love you. Thank you for being here, Sully. Thanks for sharing all your wisdom and all your experiences. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Love you guys so much. Love you. Love you.